Hey, hey, it's Dr. Lulu. You might recognize my name and my voice from my old podcast, The Pride Corner, or my even older podcast, Suicide Pages. Well, I'm back, and this time I'm joined by a few friends. We are mama bears, and we truly don't give a fuck. You want to know why? Because we love, adore, support, and affirm our gender-diverse kids, and we want the world to know about it. So, welcome to the Moms for Trans Kids podcast, inspired by our beautiful, brave, and badass gender-creative kiddos. I'll see you inside. And we are live! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moms for Trans Kids podcast. Me llamo Doctora Lulu. I'm a pediatrician and a life coach. I work exclusively with parents of LGBT plus kids. I help organizations support said parents and I help medical schools and residency programs train and raise culturally competent physicians who become allies in white coats. Oh my goodness, so many words. Welcome, welcome to another week. Oh my God, happy Pride, everyone. I am in Pride mode, like <coughs> overload right this moment. But the show is not about me, never about me. It's always about me and my co-hosts and my guests. So today we are joined by a beautiful human being called David, which is actually a coincidence because my baby child's name is David. And my dad named him and calls him King David. So today we're joined by King David Senior, who is joining us from uh, Queens, New York, I think. Was it Queens, New York? Yes. And of course, there's Kimmy and then there's Vicky. So David, oh my goodness, welcome to the show. Tell us, who are you and why did you decide to come on this show today? Hello, my name is David Stamps, and I'm the 2324 Office Hours Resident for Social Impact at the Kennedy Center. My award-winning choreo poem, The Black Bullet Dichotomy. It's where hip-hop meets the Twilight Zone. But I'm also an LGBT, uh, a different able veteran artist. And I'm very much, very much into spiritual things. As when I was 13 years old, I used to teach about unconditional love to billions of people in the 80s on the Frankie Cropper show on WBLS, hence the phrase in the middle, Messiah. As a matter of fact, there was a teacher at my school being inappropriate with kids, and I was able to get him out of the school using my uh, radio broadcast, which led to two of the athletes who were being mistreated to take us to the uh, state championships boys basketball two years in a row, hence the name Messiah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So exciting. Yes, yes. Should I pass it to the next person or what? Say that again. Should I pass it to someone else now or is this? Oh, yeah, we're going to pass the baton, yes, to Kimmy. Hi, Kimmy. I got you. Hi. Hi, my dear. Um, So my name's Kim and uh, I'm in Michigan. I have uh, two beautiful sons that happen to be transgender. So this is why I say what I say and do what I do. Um, they're the, they're the, they're the world for me. So, um, and we got to make the world a better place for them. Right. So that's why I'm here, but working mom, single mom, just, you know, trying to make ends meet and, and take care of these kiddos the best I can. My oldest is, uh, 20, oh geez, he's 22 already. (laughs) Um, and, and my youngest is 16, 16 and a half. Yes, yes, almost there, almost there. Almost what about you, there. Vicky? What about you, Vicky? Hi, everyone. Yes, my name is Vicki Fowler. I am a family medicine physician in North Carolina, and over my career have gone the gamut from full spectrum rural family medicine to now I'm a city doctor practicing in our capital of Raleigh, and I am so fortunate to be the mother to three amazing children who run the whole gamut of gender expression. I have a transgender daughter, a non-binary daughter, and a uh, cisgender son. And they teach me every day. And I am here just because I I have such a strong sense of advocacy for our LGBTQ youth, as well as all my adult patients. And um, everyone who needs or is open to education, I'm here to help educate and hope to open hearts and minds. So thrilled wow. to be on you. 
I love it. I learned something earlier this week. Actually, I stole it. I'm just going to come out and say it. I stole it from my friend, Dr. Elijah Nichols. On his Instagram, he said he's, he's a trans man and he's the CEO of the 100 Black Trans Men Organization. Amazing human being. And he said, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to challenge your thoughts. I was like, I'm stealing that. So powerful. I so strong. That's, oh, I love that. I know. I love it. So I've stolen it since then. And so I'm using it now. I used it twice today. I did two speaking engagements and I use it both times today. But so we're going to be talking to David. Uh, David, I'm so intrigued by your by the background. I, I want to hear. I mean, is there a, way we, a place we can get sound bites of your old radio show at all? You know? <laughs> I don't know about the radio show. But uh, because I haven't been able to locate it, but it was like for a year and a half, and there are billions of tapes floating around because it was uh, the kind of show that that really caught on and got bigger and bigger and bigger. Unfortunately, my family was extremely dysfunctional. So there was a lot of pushback in the family and a lot of problems because of especially the mother and the father. Mm-hmm. So there was never like a connection where I could like, get the tapes. There was always this thing where, you know, I was always once removed from it, but there were a lot of amazing things that happened on that show. I even addressed Oprah on that show at one point. (laughs) Too bad we don't have a copy of it. But anyway, so um, tell us, I mean, I don't know, I'll have Vicky and Kim just come in whenever. So tell us a little bit about your, the, the, what you were talking to us at the beginning before we went live about meditation and where the transgender people come into the space and stuff like that. Love to, love to, love to. So uh, I'm a person who meditates two to three hours a day. And because I'm a writer, I have that luxury. But I, the, the, the strongest part about meditation is that, you know, uh, affecting change, uh, um, Uh, moving things around, that's wonderful. But when you start at a vibrational level to shift the consciousness, to to not be moved by external situations, but to keep an internal state, it, it allows you to generate a vibration that allows the people that you want to come into your life. I'm talking about the law of vibration. I'm talking about daily spiritual alignment and an in-depth understanding of the law of attraction. Wow. So uh, the most important thing to realize is that your thoughts affect your reality completely. We are in a field of energy and your thoughts directly affect what's showing up in your life. Now, when that comes to the... um, to transgender children, that's that's a very important thing to realize because they have so much imagery coming at them uh, from a negative space. I know as an LGBT black man, there are things that come at me as a black man. Then there are black men who come at me as a black LGBT man. So yeah, yeah. In, in my meditated in my meditation, I'm always uh considering my vibration because I control my reality. Mm. I mean you control your reality. I mean that when I meditate and I get in a good state, that causes the people around me, the people to to get on my disc, the people that are attracted to me more than not are going to be where I am. So if I'm having an ornery day, I'm going to run into ornery people. But if I take the time, 15 to 20 minutes, to connect with the greater part of me, that part of me that has been with me from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, that knows me so well and loves me unconditionally, and I consider first and foremost how I feel and maintain that vibration or at least be cognizant of it, I'm going to be able to affect my day in a much stronger way. So that's what I'm saying. So, and then the other thing is that the people around me, and I'm still going to have contrast because look, that's how the world expands. That's how this, this, this God energy continues to expand. You come into contrast, you generate a new vibration, then you go into meditation and match that vibration, like a spiritual tuna. So when you're in the midst of a contrast, uh, uh, Esther Hicks explains it this way in five steps. The first step is you encounter something you don't want, you know? Then the second step is the, the universe's part. The universe, shoot, you shoot out a, a, a piece of energy, and then there's this whole vibrational thing that's emitted. 
The third step is where you get in alignment with your spirit so that you can then match that vibration. The fourth step to be get really good at that. And the fifth step, which is the most amazing step, is when you're in contrast, you're not upset because you realize that things are always working out for you and this is to your benefit. I have a question. I have a question. Definitely. This entire um, um, thinking and thought process and ability to put oneself in that space, David, and, and in that place uh, reminds me of sayings I've heard. Uh, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. That's kind of a classic one. Uh, and as a physician, um, and I'm a family medicine, a primary care physician, I would say that this is very true in that so much of the time, it's where I'm coming from and the energy I'm feeling that affects the people that are coming into my life and also the way I'm presenting myself. And just to kind of bring what you're saying in alignment with my experience and what we're talking about in this show, as you're speaking, it reminds me so greatly of the internal conflict that I was in when my oldest child came out as transgender and the space I was in and the place I was in. And I will say though I was, I was not like lovely Kim. I, I was much more, my, my path as a parent in this was much more aligned with Dr. Lulu in a bit of the, um, I, you know, I can't really believe this is, you know, I couldn't really figure out what was going on. And plus it seemed as if perhaps I could fix it. You know, I'm just going to change a few things and we'll fix all this. and It'll be back to normal. Um, and so my internal energy was just constantly, I was constantly fighting constantly in, in the energy I was putting out, which is causing chaos in the house. And so it's interesting. Um, I certainly wish I had time to meditate that much each day. Uh, but I, with me and my patients, it's usually, you know, you know, 20 minutes, if you can do this 15 or 20 minutes a day, if you can put yourself in that. Um, and I, as you're talking, it reminds me so much of how many years it took me, years it took me to get to a place and to a space where I felt like I was internally aligned with my own truth and was able to support my child in their truth and then mount that. Um, and mount that defense, defense, because right now as transgender individuals need and, and LGBTQ pe people and their families, we have to have, I don't know, it, maybe we don't need a defense. We need love and we need to somehow attract those that love us and somehow protect our children from those that are, would cause them harm. So just kind of expanding on that. Can you, in your experience, give me and give us ways that our listeners or people I will talk to could incorporate that in their day-to-day -day lives that as a tool. Okay, so that, that that's a very good question and thank you for asking. The first thing you want to consider, <clears throat> especially with you being especially blessed with a transgender child, is there are a couple of things you want to know. First of all, when you were non-physical, you and your child decided you would come here and do this. You see? You decided that uh, when you got here, that she, that she, or he, I'm not sure, but what your gender of your child is. It's she, yeah, I have several. She would, she would teach you patience. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to do is take the, take the, take all of that off of what, what you feel about. It took me so long. That's fine. All you did was built up your vibrational energy so that when you did jump in there, it was going to be amazing. Yeah. Now. Two, understand the benefits of your transgender child. She is, uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, uh, the, the ancestor to the transgender child was the shaman, the gender fluid um, spirit seer, the, uh, the one who was trusted mm -hmm. with the tribe. And yeah. they needed to be transgender to be able to deal with the men and the women. Yeah. You know, so when they stepped away and came back, see, the thing is, that you got some people come in and try to throw off nature. See, these, these transgender children are a blessing. They yeah, are adding yeah. to the Akashic record in a way no one else can. Yeah. As a team. The yeah. Akashic record. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Well, what do you mean the Akashic record? I mean the very energy that we all add to with each contrast. 
so that the world continues to expand. But look, thank God there are people that don't like black gay men because they're adding a, they're a variety as well. But you want to protect your child, teach your child just how amazing they are. They are. Remember that everything that is showing up is a direct reflection of what they feel. Yes. So I'm not saying that it's always okay. Yes. I'm saying that that means you're in control. Your child is in control. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that means a couple of things. That means, first of all, every day, check in with yourself with that, again, that non-physical energy that is manifesting itself and is informing you on a constant basis of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Be in touch with that energy as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something. Whenever you feel hate or anger, you have completely separated from from that non-physical energy. Look, there are two points to you. There's the non-physical and the physical. And what's going on in between you, the the variance in your feelings is what creates your emotion. Right. The the, The closer to your spirit you opine, the more things will be just fine. Mm, that's a good nice rhyme too poet that's a nice rhyme i i love i love the conversation i love the the part that i think is new new to me which not newish let me say is the need to repeatedly empower i think when i teach the parents i teach i use i talk about ice when the child shares their truth with you mom i'm transgender mom i'm gay whatever i use ice as one of my mnemonics Number one, remember to be inclusive. So all, everything you say should be inclusive. That means include the siblings, include your spouse, whoever, include the child. Number the C is be curious and ask open-ended questions with love. And then the E is be empowering with your words. But I've never really thought about um, this level of empowerment, like daily empower them, tell them you are able to, because it's true. Ultimately, it's about what you think and what you internalize and what you keep. With me as a parent, when somebody says, you know, like yesterday at the parade, I didn't have anybody say anything negative, but somebody could have easily said something negative about me because I had a t-shirt that said protect trans kids. They didn't say it directly to me. They were preaching the gospel and they were saying, the one guy said, I'm an ex tranny. Said, I'm an ex tranny. And I'm no longer trans. And then said and was and was talking about how, you know, he was sexually assaulted, and that's why he became trans. And once he accepted Jesus, he's no longer trans. So, but we were not allowed to have direct conversations with them. And I really wanted to to take him to the side and and ask him, well, have you gotten therapy? Have you healed from your sexual trauma? Forget about Jesus or no Jesus trans or no trans, have you healed? Because if you put a bandaid over it, that doesn't make the wound go away. You're still going to have a bad scar if he gets infected. Anyway, I was just, I'm just saying, I, I knew, now I know as a life coach that when people say stuff to me, I don't, I just say, I know it's based on what they are thinking, but I need to tell my child that that's the part that I don't think I'm, I'm yeah. saying enough to my kid or to the parents that I coach. So I'm happy that you said that. That was a, that was awesome. than one more thing I'd like to share with you. When you when you when you're in a room where people are professing these, um, I used to be this and I used mm. to be that, and now I'm this. Be in the Course in Miracles, it says, "Beware the unhealed healer." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes! Oh gosh! Because you know, as a physician, you're a healer, but man how difficult it is to be a healer when you're wounded inside. And those years of um, just being lost and confused and feeling like, I don't know what's happening here, but I've got to be there for this person, that person, and truly a journey. And that's so many parents, I feel like with whatever their kids are going through, don't necessarily understand what their kids are going through they want to support their kids, but so many times children are thrust out of the home, pushed out of the home, pushed away from the parents. And a lot of times it is because of social beliefs, religious beliefs, so many problems. And I, I feel like many parents probably have that internal struggle 
and you mentioned the vibrational energy and all of that, um, you know, it just makes me feel like if people could truly be in tune with what values they had instead of trying to put on a front for others. So much of what a lot of this is, I feel like, is not people being honest and truthful. Being honest. It's trying to fit in or maintain a maintain some type of social this or social that or and that's where the truth isn't there. And I love that idea of just being um, that vibrational energy and that thought of, I love the, um, um, some of the things I've heard and I, Peter Sage is like a business entrepreneur person who makes a lot of money. I, I think talking about your, you know, your internal vibrations. And I love his saying of people, they're in their own, they're acting in their own scene. You're in your scene. I mean, this is your life. They're in their life. You're acting. This is your life you're acting in. And they are having completely different experiences. They bring them to the room, but you don't have to take that from them, if that makes sense. That energy makes complete sense because you don't get in life. When you're looking at the world, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. That's right. So from that lens, what is that lens? Is it a rose-colored lens? Is it a lens where you're uncomfortable with people because it, it sparks an energy in you? There's is it? Uh-huh. I can tell you honestly. There as, you as a young boy, I went at the age of eight years old. Uh, I moved from my mother to my father's house, and I went to school every day, soaked in my brother's urine, crud in my teeth, uh, cat matter and matter in my eyes, and I maintained a three point four grade average. Almost won a talent show and was starting a school play. What is it? It's to what you decide. Yes, you know what I'm it's what you decide. Now look, it was rough. It was I'm rough. I'm telling you, man, it, it didn't do nothing but build my character. You know, like I say, there there's so many difficult ways that a child is going to have to stand. A child, especially a child who decides to be transgender children, are so brave. Yes, yes. they are to be celebrated. Yes, but so look, not everybody gets that, or people get that and don't want to accept that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll tell you, the very person that's pretending to, and I'm not going to say pretending, the very person that's giving your child a problem, if you follow them home, it's like you into what? Yeah, you do what? Yeah. Yeah, and look, something else too. That is so true. I mean, you can even something just we can end the show right there. You can about me is, 15 minutes a day. Yes, they are. They all are. <laughs> you think about me 15 minutes a day, twice a week when you see me. So I should shift my whole world so that you're comfortable. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure about are that? You sure? Yeah. All right. I've been taking notes like crazy, David. <laughs> yeah, go. I gotta, I gotta get some things off my chest. So, okay. all right. So we talked about how good you are at meditation. You know, I've practiced a little, you know, I dabbled in some yoga, some Tai Chi, some meditation. Um, I'm also as, as Dr. Lulu and Vicky know, I clearly have the ADHD challenge, right? When, when it comes to meditating, I had to practice and I know it takes so much practice to get to that state of, of meditating without distraction in your mind. And I know Uh, that. May I interject just one little bit? Absolutely. Please. They've got recorded meditations that I use, which gets you into state automatically. And it's much easier then, but go ahead. It is. I I have to have that. Honestly, for, for, for me, I have to have somebody going, hey, you know, um, come back to me, you know, and, and it works. It does work. Um, you know, they have lots of apps and stuff like that. So I definitely yeah. encourage that. But when you when you talk about um, our kids and how the, the transgender kids, especially, have you have you all maybe this is a question for you. all Have you noticed how highly empathetic they are? And That's they I feel. I feel that that's part of them picking up the vibrations, right? Um, whether they're good, bad, indifferent, I feel like a lot of our kids are very empathetic. I'm a highly empathetic person. I do feel like I can catch catch a vibe from somebody, even if they don't say anything. Yeah. Oh, um, I wonder this, though. 
I, I, wonder, I wonder a little bit about. Uh, I don't think Kim was done though. Kim, were you I done? With your ask you to, I want to throw this in there, Kim. Um, and some that can't aren't empathetic. It may be that they had so much trauma. That yeah. They're not able to be. And I just want to throw that in as you're talking about empathy. I think that maybe not for some, but it's they just are protecting themselves. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and in that case, then it's not trans specific. I think what Kim is saying is specifically for trans kids, but I do know, you know, I, I don't know that empathy necessarily is trans specific, but I hear what Kim is coming from. And I know I follow Jeffrey Marsh on Instagram. Kim, you follow Jeffrey Marsh, don't you? Uh, no, I, don't. I think they're non-binary, but they, but maybe he, him, I don't know right this moment, but, but they are definitely non-binary, but Jeffrey Marsh is like, talks about the trauma that they went through as a child and how that trauma, all they had was to be able to convert it to every ounce of it to kindness. And that's what, and I see it, I see people, something like, I mean, I think was it last week there was like a clip of someone saying somebody in the UK who's never met Jeffrey Marsh before. There's a recording of the person on TikTok saying, oh, and people like Jeffrey Marsh, they should be put to death because they are the ones confusing our kids with this thick British accent. And then Jeffrey Marsh says, and to that I say, I, I say like, I forgive you because because it's like this kind of hatred that you don't know the person and you and you're declaring to the world that the person should be put to death. So I agree with Kim. There's a different level of kindness that they have. They almost need to, need to for their own sanity. But to agree with Vicky, not all of them, because I haven't, I'm not fully there because I had my own traumas and I'm not fully like, Everybody forgiven. No, I still have to process it. So just, I don't know. I, I hear both of you, but I, I do know that not everyone is able to, because sometimes the trauma is still ongoing. Like it's still ongoing. Whose child was it that recently got, had a negative experience? I mean, even when you want to su survive from one trauma, there's another one and another one. Yeah. They keep getting handed out. And, and honestly, I, th I also think um, to your point, David, you know, and, you know, our, our kids were given to us, I mean, because we can, we're doing what we're doing. Like, I mean, I, I do feel like, you know, um, I love who I am today because of what I've learned from my kids. Like that was the cherry on top. Like I, I did some things. I became what I would say somewhat successful. At least I can take care of myself. You know, I, you know, for the most part, pretty healthy. Um, but the cherry on top came when my kids announced that they were transgender and I had to grow. I had to tap into something, something big because, you know, to be, to be thrown into a world that can have so much negativity outside of it. it I knew it was going to be a challenge for me. It still is. You know, if I come across people that say, like crazy things, I'm, I'm, I, I have to really take a step back and breathe. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a smart ass. I'm a smart ass by nature. So I, I, I can bring a grown man to their knees, you know, by just words. But, but it's so, it, you know, they've made me a better person because I literally have to think about, you know, my reactions are going to create what the world is that they have to live in, you know, and they need to see me handle stuff so that they can emulate a peaceful way to respond. That I want to, I want to comment on that part. And I, I will say this as parents and as advocates, um, the things that we, I am confident have done to stand up for, our friends, our, our, but specifically for me, the example is with my children, especially my oldest, who's my transgender daughter. I did not know, did not have an idea the impact that me defending her in her high school 
what that meant to her. And it was only, and again, you think about it, it's your teenage child. So you're kind of arguing about the trash and the lawn and the, you know, I mean, you're arguing about like normal growing up teenage things. Right, right. Yeah, they're still a teenager. Yeah, you know, they're still fussing. And then you didn't, I didn't see that the times where I defended her and stood up for her years later, she has this, she's 24. She has this thing in her head, as do my the other kids. If someone challenges me, if something comes up, I mean, I'm going to take care of it, but God help a mom will take them out, you know, like, <laughs> uh, go in mom. Oh, my and that just makes me so happy because I, <laughs> man, I haven't always done the best, but they do have a sense that if they came to me and someone, someone was doing something or it was bad for them, mom would get them. And I love that. <laughs> Safety net, right? It's a safety net. We know they can take care of themselves. Kim, before you go any further, just hold your thoughts. So it's the bottom of the hour, and we have to make the announcement because we have a sponsor. And so the rest of the show is brought to you by Apollo Wellness. They are a an HIV clinic an LGBTQ plus affirming clinic and wellness clinic in the northwestern side of San Antonio. Go there, tell them that you heard about them on this show. Go and support them. Even if you're not LGBT, maybe you know someone who is. Maybe you heard on this show that there is a positive, an LGBTQ plus affirming clinic in San Antonio. Like who knew, right? The name is Apollo Wellness. Tell them Dr. Lulu sent you. You might even get a discount. Who knows? All right. Back to regular programming. Yes. All right. So we are talking on the Moms for Trans Kids show. My name is Dr. Lulu. I'm joined by Kim and Vicky and our special guest today, David, who is an author and a poet and just an all-around cool guy who has oh, promised to you. share some mm-hmm. of his poetry with us. And I think your pronouns are he, him. His poetry with us and maybe even a little bit of meditation. Who knows? So we can... Oh, no. Get a little bit of this action going. I want to give a shout out to Liz Gifford, Ray, who's watching, and Tamron Dory, who are watching, and a couple of people on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn never shows me who's watching. It shows me Facebook and it shows me YouTube, but it doesn't show me LinkedIn. So anyone who's watching, I want to just give a shout out to y'all. If you have any questions, please type them in the comment section. We will see your comments. If you have any comments, also type them. If you have any questions, please type them. We are happy to answer any questions. We have questions for the guests specifically. Ask, my guest is well-versed in meditation. Three hours a day is not a joke. So ask any questions you have. My question about meditation is how do you stay focused? I don't want to speak about finding myself. Once you get into that detached state, it's like, oh, my God. And see, the other thing is. But I need to know how to get to that stage is my. Well, uh, well, there's a topic, I'm going to give them to you right now. A-A-R-O-N, Dowdy, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. Now, he teaches about empathy in the sense that oftentimes, me as a gay person, I'm sure this is going on with the trans kids, we abandon ourselves to mm. be able to uh, fit into what's going on. He goes into, in, into that into detail. But what you're doing is you're leaving your three bottom chakras and you're coming to your top chakra because you have to be able to check out what's going on and be able to, you know, perceive what's happening. So you're sort of abandoning yourself. So when you're meditating, you're going back into the body. You're settling in. You're finding a lot of the recorded meditations. I'm telling you, your arm is here. You're locating yourself in the room. You're grounding yeah, that's yourself. Now, the other thing I want to say is LGBTQ for me stands for let God be the qualifier. Ooh. I love that. Ooh. What you All need, right. boo, I got you. What you need, boo, I got you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You never That's know what it. you're going to know. You know, Mike. We need to drop. Yeah, drop <laughs> Mike off. <laughs> oh, Mike. Don't dare me. Get it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yes, yes. Let God be the qualifier. Oh my I God. Done. I learned that. I'll <laughs> never, ever unlearn that. It's a done deal. Thank you so much for sharing. So well, powerful. So powerful. I'm going to write that down. Um, and, and it's so in my play, and my play is on my IG. Hi, Liz. How do I approach my youngs with being comfy as a gay 19 year old? 
what you want to do, am I okay to talk about that? Yes, the question is yes. I'm not necessarily an authority on that because at 19, well, I was, I was, I was very much out at 19. Okay. This is what I'll say. Instead of worrying about coming out as being gay, it's about going in and being clear. Because once you're clear, the world around you will clear up. You understand? In other words, what's going on here is maybe sometimes, yeah, 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 mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it, yes. Okay, so what you want to do is get clear on what's going on inside. Because is he gay? Is he gender fluid? Has he even really decided what he is? Once he gets clear, then that vibration is going to emit and the people who are comfortable with him are going to start moving towards him. See, because when you when you get clear on who you are, the people who are uncomfortable with you are become repelled. You see, as long as you stand in who you really are, yeah. and don't, me don't meditate every day because then you get clear on what it is you are. Because you are a divine being encased in flesh. Mm -hmm. And the moment you realize that and that the better part of you has your back and that things are always working out for you, even when it doesn't look like it, <laughs> then you're on a different page and you're on a different state. But David, I think I, I love that. I love what you said because that's total empowerment. I think what I want to say to Liz is, Liz is saying, how do I approach? And I think Liz, what oh, I, I want to is, I want you to remove, I would like Liz to remove Liz from the equation. I think that's what I'm hearing, that Liz is trying to be a part of it. This is a journey as a queer person. I know that is a journey that only I can take. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to ask with all safety in my head and my heart, what is it that what is it about your child's lack of confidence? Are you making it mean about you, Liz? Because it seems like you are trying to make something that may not be ready. And I know I say this because no matter how much you love your caterpillar, no matter how much you love, oh, I love that. A chrysalis, no matter how much you love that chrysalis, if you if you help the chrysalis to become a butterfly is never going to be the full butterfly. You're going to mm -hmm. stop the, you're going to arrest the development. Mm -hmm. If you, if it's a bird that you help hatch, you're not going to get it right. So I want Liz to do some introspection. What are you making your child's, first of all, did the child say they're uncomfortable? You know what I mean? Like you, you said to us clearly that you have one child, one child that is flamboyant and one that maybe not so. We're talking about two different human beings. So are you comparing one with the other? And then this is all me just asking questions. Oh, I, I'm here to tell you, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, no. The journeys are different. Just yes. because I have two transgender sons doesn't mean that everything followed a certain order. That's not how because if, if because if you because if you had two straight kids, you would not try to say you wouldn't try to say, oh, one is quiet and one is loud. So I want the quiet one to be loud. If they were not, if we didn't talk about sexuality or gender, just two regular straight siblings, you wouldn't be saying, well, the one that is quiet, geez, he's just so no one and vice versa. So I, I want to just hold space for you and ask you to do a little bit of introspection and maybe even engage the child that we're talking about in a conversation and share your concerns with them if they even and see what they say, because they might not even validate. They might be like, Mom, I'm good. This is this is going to be me forever. And then you're waiting for something that may not happen. This is just me. Go ahead. I'm going to say something. And oh, my gosh, this has been so difficult for me. More and more with my kids, I'm saying, what do you need from me? Is there anything I can do to help? And I just want you to know, by the way, that is a huge change. And I am a fixer. And I used to always assume that I was supposed to fix things knew how to fix things. If I didn't know how to fix it, I would look it up and then I would tell you how we were going to fix it. And generally never ask my kids if they wanted anything fixed to begin with. <laughs> so now I have to bite my tongue and ask, what do you need? 
Do yep. you, you heard me say that, I, no, not today, but I'm not you, yep. Vicky, like directly, but you've heard me say, always ask, how can I help? Like, I'm telling you, somebody asked me today on my first, the first interview that I did, they said, okay, so what advice would you give an immigrant who's coming to this country for the first time ever? Like, what will you say to them? Mm. One lady was like, you said, well, you know, when they get to work, you know, show them everything, you know, show them, you know, the food, show them the, the language, you know, just help them do this. And I said, just ask them, how can I help? And I was like, one, two, three, four. How can I help? Four words. Because they might not be needing helping. Yeah. They may not be needing helping. And so the best thing you can do is say, how? How is an open-ended? How? And if they say, mom, I don't need anything, be okay with that. And that's why the mindset you have leading into your questioning must be clean in the sense that it must. So you don't say, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't want me to help. Just, it's fine. Like, mom, it's fine. And you know, our younger generation, mom, it's fine. It's okay. It's good. Anyway. But yeah, Vicky, that's a great point. So as we roll into the last 20 minutes, I think we can safely stop here. I hope Liz feels heard. Liz is actually one of, she's on my, my Facebook group. She's one of our biggest contributors in the Facebook group. Liz, thank you so much for interacting because that's what we want. We want people, she's a fixer. Liz, okay, Liz. We all are, that's why we're here. That is why we're here, exactly. We're recovering from we are. That's right. So even, so we read each other's mind. Actually, Liz is going to be a guest sometime soon, but we read each other's minds. Vicky, Liz saw you like that, straight into your eyes. Because that's what that question sounded like to me. Like, what can I do to make my... That's what I heard, because that was me. That was me. What can I do to make my job? They are. And, and, and you know what? My default, you feed them, you water them. I mean, honestly... <laughs> I mean, you, you got to make oh sure. Oh, my God, you're funny. funny. You know, that was so good, Kimmy. That's the sound I do for the evening. Oh, my God. When you don't so know what good. to do, when you don't know what to do, you can always do that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, wow. Mic drop. Boom. And Liz Liz is really feeling you, yeah, Vicky. Liz is saying that, we yes, we do. Y'all is twins. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to pause for a moment and see if our guest wants to share either meditation tips or or uh, the poem, whichever one. Before oh, I would love to. I'd like to start out with um, a little song. Uh, it's a song I, you know, when I was on the radio, I used to teach about unconditional love through hip hop. And so I see hip hop today and I'm wondering, you know, where the conscious hip hop has gone. So I'm singing this to the conscious hip hop. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It only rains when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. I wonder this time where she's gone. I wonder if she's going to stay. Cause ain't no sunshine when they go And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Let's go And I know, I know, I know, I know <laughs> Let's go! Love it! Yes. Thank, Thank you me. so much, so good And so then the, the, the poetry I'm gonna do is called Icy But Icy Why now, the black bullet dichotomy is all about uh, the definition of the black bullet dichotomy is they use the bullet to bring the black family into America to force us to build the American dream. And now they're using the bullet to take us out. Mm. So, one thing that the black man has to do is gain emotional intelligence which requires daily spiritual alignment and in-depth understanding of the law of attraction and um, uh, to bypass this culture-specific travesty that is the black bullet dichotomy. So one thing that would be great was if the black man and the black woman would forgive each other. So the name of this piece is Icy, but I see why. It's a little racist, it's a little angry black man, but it's cool. She was barely five feet tall. 
She had a little sassy, spirited thing going on. Her hair was black, her eyes were brown, and her bones were definitely red. I finally gathered the courage to ask her her name, and you never believed what she said. She said, I am Isis' original mother, and I have not forgiven you for not protecting our village. They raped our daughters, and the motherland is pillaged. Where were you when they threw my sister from the ship? Because her body dared to swell when they took her in the night. My grandmother's grandmother tells me I cannot wash your feet until you avenge her degradation. Well, damn, she was icy. But I see why. I noticed in Amazon, her skin reminded me of pancakes. In fact, my eyes rolled down her thighs like maple syrup. She was in a backless cocktail dress and all at once I was caught up in the vision of her in her aerobics class. Too preoccupied with energizing cocation to consider the force she was emanating. I just walked right up to her and asked her, do you know when the jazz band will begin? When will the jazz band begin? Will the jazz band begin here. She said, I will hear the music when you take your guns out into the street, taking the police hostage. No, better still, focus on the spiritual warfare of the man-child. Be there to show him his divine purpose, if he lives. My ego replied angrily, I am there. I deliver your mail and I mow your lawn. But tell me, baby girl, where have you gone? I guess you got taught that in a pinch, you just go for the other race because they will pay your way. But my love is the acorn's promise of the mighty oak tree. If you would only nurture my seed. And she just walked away. Well, damn, she was icy. But so was I. Yes, she was icy and icy. Why? But so was I. Self-contained unit. S. CU. I had just upgraded my Macintosh CPU, checking my email at scribe.com. There was some junk mail and then a little reminder from moms. But then there came this voice from the distance with the soul's persistence. And her keystrokes were pure sexual energy. And the force she sent through me, simply put, it polarized me. And she sent this letter to me personally. But everyone under the sound of my voice can consider yourself CC'd. She said, I forgive you for ever buying into the belief that you could be conquered. Furthermore, I forgive you for still adorning his monikers. I forgive all you assimilated gin and tonicers. I forgive you for me to find peace. And I replied, I forgive you for shaking and cajoling my voice and for buying my daughter's those little white toys, and for thinking that those little emasculating comments are coy. I forgive you to relieve anger, fears elusive ploy. I forgive you because love is the impetus to eroticism, and the self-love is a rainfall of joy. I think we both forgave each other and then simultaneously hit enter because these currents of energy began to splinter. And she was not icy, neither she nor I. The ice had melted into anointing that was flowing from our hands and had covered every loved one in the land. And then into a mist, lightly scented with a warm effervescence as it wafted into the sky. Love is so moist. And through forgiveness, and through forgiveness, and through forgiveness, I see why. That's powerful. So good. Thank you. Vicky's in a trance. Oh, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky's in a trance. That was so good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm hoping you guys go to my IG page. It's at the Holistic Hood, T H E H O L I S T I C H O O D. And on that page, there's some content, a couple of songs, a disc poem to President Rump. And uh, there's actually a reading of the Black Bullet Dichotomy. It kicked off the 50th anniversary of the Frank Severa Workshop in association with the Billy Holiday Theater. I co-produced and cast it and performed the songs and background voices. It's actually a two hour and 10 minute performance and a 55 minute lively talk back afterwards. 
Do you have live events elsewhere? Like I do. I actually did the Holistic Hood up in the Bronx at the Bronx uh, Flavor House. I'm doing stuff right now, but I'm really loving being online with you lovely ladies. I'd love to do some more stuff with you guys. Nice. It's amazing. Well, I think, I think it's just wonderful to have succeeded and reach such heights where your art is appreciated and acknowledged and to and to bring um, awareness that you you came from beginnings that were difficult, were challenging. And uh, it's that, you know, growth comes from adversity and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that comes to people in all walks of life. And so and so much about, you know, whatever your gender identity, whatever your sexuality, whatever your race, I mean, so many people can identify with what you spoke of with that childhood and not really coming from a home that was necessarily maybe safe or giving you care. And now here you are and able to really, I mean, to actually meditate talk about energy and show that one can heal in spite of adversity as a child. Cause we spend a lot of time around adverse childhood experiences and what's going on for our transgender youth right now is the news is an adverse experience. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but just to give that light and that beauty and to take my, my children that are trans and non-binary are phenomenally artistic. And I am phenomenally not. <laughs> yeah. and same, so, same. I, I just it. I just think there's something intrinsically expressive and artistic in someone who has a different sort of just a and, and I love that the shaman idea, that beautiful, you know, they're the whiz, they're the wise ones. Yeah, the wise I'm ones. Oh yeah, they're, they're the, the wise ones. They're the ones that I trusted to leave the village and come yes. back. Yes. They yes. have the oral history. In other words, it's their perspective that the tribe takes on. Yes. And, oh, my God. And can we not pray for a day? Can we not pray for a day like what you just said, where we look to them and their wisdom instead of putting them, trying to put them in a closet, as Dr. Lewis said. Push them back. Here's another thing you might want to consider. Push them back. Sharing with your child is the fact that this is all randomness. This, none of this has anything to do with anything except the meaning we give it. That's right. You understand? In other words, this is all phenomena. What happened with my parents? Oh, man, they're wonderful. They're wonderful in the fact that they, I, we got, they had a job. They came to roughen me up so that I could do my thing. Do you mm. understand? Yeah. yeah. These are random people. You know who who are just here doing their thing. You know, and you know they they are they are um, in, in in the sense of the moral code of of the world, they would be considered the deplorables. But I tell you what, in the midst of everything that they did, they taught me self sufficiency. Yeah, the gifts that uh, my music came from my mother, my yeah. uh, my or my poetry came from my father. They are vessels. You know, it's it's plain and simple. This. As a transgender child, as a gay child, these are things that we come to do. There is a mission that we come on. Now, look, you you might have a problem with it, but look, I probably got a problem with you if I really knew you. Hello. Here's the deal. The only way to happiness is following the path to who you really are. The only way. Right. I love it. That, to me, is the best, best place to end the show. David, thank you so much. You've been amazing. Thank you so much. I think every time we have a guest, we want the guest to come back. So that's just a testament to how much fun. We wish we had more time. It's Sunday evening. Most people just want to get on with their evening and go to work tomorrow for those who have to go to work. But David, thank you so much. Please tell us one more time how the people can find because we're going to be launching this officially November 13th because that's National Transgender Awareness Week. And I thought, you know what, why not just wait? So we're going to stack up all the episodes and then release the first five on Apple on November 13th. Well, I love that. That's such a good idea. I hadn't told the girls that this was a part of the surprise that I had for them, but I decided that, you know, rather than just release it any random Monday, we'll just wait on. So November 13th is the Monday of the week of Transgender Awareness Week. So I thought, you know what, 
Why not? So we're going to release it. So what we're looking for is people that we can count on to, on that day, go and like it, share it, and leave a comment and subscribe or whatever on Apple so we can make top 10 whatever podcast or something. But thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom, your poetry, your art, your song, your smile. Your smile. Your smile. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll say before I get off here, I notice oftentimes that uh, transgender put TS in front of their name. For me, that stands for two spirits. Oh, yes. Yeah, baby. So, all right. I'll holler at you. I love all y'all. And I know you can tell by the way I'm cheesing. <laughs> thank you very much. Bye. Good night. Thank you so Good much. Night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, thank David. You. See you soon. Goodbye. See you soon. Ladies, that was so good. Oh my God. That was, that that was, was wonderful. Wild. That was wild. I was like, oh, so this Peter Sage is like a uh if you know him, he's like a, a millionaire. Wait, person. wait, wait. Oh my god, it's being recorded. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Is he? Is he? <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. We're still out. We gotta we gotta do an outro. Actually, outro. Okay, an outro. We're not outro. gonna do we can do the outro now, but then we have our chit chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to leave right away because we were twisted yeah. out. Uh, we, got, we got five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have five minutes. minutes. I, I just wanted to thank him and then he left, but that's okay. okay. That's fine. I did that before once too, where I just was like, bye. Um, yeah. So my, I guess I have a, a, a thought. Maybe um, it was really nice last week when we had sort of a moment and um, and sort of and we don't have to do a whole minute. But I thought as we end, it would be helpful to me to just sort of um, comment this past week for me had um, a lot of sense of heaviness because yeah. I would wake up in the morning and um for a moment when you wake up and you don't remember about all the sad things going on in your life or the world, you know, there's that moment where you wake up and you're like, Oh, what day is it? And then a few minutes later, a few moments later, you realize the sadness in the world with the war. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then I, there was some heaviness and some sadness in within um, the, my daughter, Grace had a, a close friend who was having troubles of some serious, um, um, sort of issues. And so it was kind of a heavy week and it's been a long week. And um, I've been looking forward to just being with you guys to kind of know it's a point where the week is beginning. And also the last one is ending for me. It's Now it's become this transition point. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and think about, you know, ask you guys how you were and, and how your week has been. Yeah, I, that that was that was the original plan. I think I just my brain just goes to something else. But the original plan was to start with gratitude, like we did last week. But mm-hmm. yeah, we can we can always end with gratitude. That's also beautiful for me. My week, I did my very best not to not to lean into the lows. I I really truly try my best to avoid the news. I don't watch my TVs hardly ever on unless I'm watching. Um, and just like that, and I think the season finished. And then my kid and I were watching reruns of of the Sopranos. I've never seen them before. So we were watching it and then here, so I'm not watching it. So I've been up, I've haven't have, haven't watched any TV, but somehow through LinkedIn, I mean, people are still showing me and talking about war and other, cause I know how my body reacts to, it doesn't do well. It just does not do well. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I cannot, I just get triggered so much and it stays with me. But mm-hmm. according to this gentleman, maybe I need to start meditating a little bit more. I just need to lift it. But so I try my best this week to enjoy as much as possible the festivities with the with the Pride Parade and just I was just overwhelmed with the number of people, just beautiful people, all happy. It was just I was wow, wow, this is so good. And then today I was watching the parade, and then they were playing music, and I just joined the float, and I just went all the way to the end of the parade with them. I was like, you know what? Why not? I have. Yes, let's do it. And so during the parade, I'll go and I'll kiss a little kid and, I'll, and their face would just light up. And they were like, <sighs> because they didn't expect me to do that. And then I'll go and kiss an adult and you like, <sighs> and then I'll kiss a woman and she'll be like, and it was just so good. Everybody was like, happy pride. Everybody was so happy. And so for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I was in heaven. I was like, this is what, this is the way the world should be. This is what people don't want. They don't want people I to know. be. I know. I wish it could be a pride festival everywhere. 
such a beautiful thing. I did as many live videos as I could. And then I did as many videos as I could just to capture the moment. And just the way the kid, I'll just go and just gently plant a soft one on the, oh my God, it'll be like, oh, mom, did you see that? Like, it was so nice. And then people would just Aww. wave and then give me high fives. And someone, someone said to me, two people said, oh, nobody has told you you're beautiful. I just want you to know that you're so beautiful. I'm like, okay, thank you. Because I hardly ever receive, I'm always giving, giving compliments. And so I was very happy that people, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. They're like, yes. So, um. Oh, nice. I'll watch, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Yeah, Liz's kid went. So in the next one minute, what about Kim? How do you want to you wanna tell us um, your highlights? Well, for me? You know, I had a heavy week too. And, and Vicky, I, you know, I couldn't really put my thumb on it. Not a whole lot was different from the prior week. I mean, it was just, it was just a heaviness. So I, I can appreciate, you know, um, wrapping up this week. Let's put it, let's pretty, put it, pretty, put easy for me to say, put a pretty bow on it, <laughs> all it done. Yeah. And we, we start again tomorrow after a refreshing uh, night. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think what, I, what I would suggest is when, when you feel down like that, not that those moments will not come because God knows I get enough of those moments. What I've learned to do is to take a moment and actually like be in that. And then, yeah. and then I say, okay, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to feel like this. And then it's like, okay, done. Because at the end of the day, I ask myself, how is this emotion helping me? How is it? Somebody posted about some really gruesome stuff. I don't want to even repeat it. So I allow myself to, okay, it was very bad. What did they did to the babies in the in the hospital? It was very bad. Okay. Yeah. I want to just feel it was really bad. And I just went and I saw another six-year-old. I, was, I said, okay, that was very bad. Mm-hmm. And just offer that up, and then I'm and I'm done. Otherwise, I can't. I will not be. We can't move forward. It's so so hard that, to find, yeah. yeah, when you say you couldn't put, place it somewhere, Kim, is because it's a general. It was just a general heaviness. Yeah, and, yeah. Overwhelmed. I guess I was overwhelmed. You know, mm-hmm. a, yeah. A lot of it's the news. A lot of it's, it's the, the news. Law. Yes. A lot of it's, a lot of it's just work. And taking mm-hmm. care of kids and mm-hmm. life responsibilities, you know, it just gets overwhelming. It is. And, it and, and what I did, I ended up taking Thursday and Friday off. Just that's a good of, idea. I'm proud of you. Yes, good Thank idea. You. That it, was a big deal. it was a big deal. Like, to, and I think to, that's that's great because I think Vicky, aren't you coming? Isn't it October? You were supposed to be like, yeah, yeah, every you? Friday. Yeah, I'm, I, I had Friday off. Yeah, so we're trying to get adjusted to that. But yeah, no, it's good. That's because yeah. it's really hard to function and keep going when you're not yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. this, so, is, believe it or not, I want the people who are listening to us on because it's still being recorded. I want mm-hmm. you to know that we are regular moms, just like you. We have ups and downs. We're not rose coloring anything. We're not bow tying anything. We're just like you. Yet we're loving and supporting our kids and empowering them as much as we can and wishing them well as we wish ourselves well. So if you're listening to us, that's the whole aim of the podcast. So you hear, you heard us talking about literally what it's like to be us. It's not rose colored petals. There's no, it's not fancy. Social media, what the pictures you see, that's not true. And you know it as much as I do. So it's 702. We're going to round up and I'll just ask you ladies to just give them something positive for the week. Cause I think Liz is still watching. So just give them something positive for the week so we can roll on out of here. So for me, I'll just say, take a deep breath, honestly. And if you want to, if you have a bad negative emotion coming, Hold space for the emotion. Mm-hmm. Let it come. Give it time to come. And then let it go. Don't hold on to it. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. All right. What about you, Kim or Vicky? Well, I think, you know, especially after hearing David and then also having the week that I had last week, I think this week um, maybe y'all can join me and just being more mindful, um, especially like Vicky said, in the morning when you wake up, just take some time and maybe we take five or 10 minutes because that's all I can honestly manage for, for meditation purposes. Me I got five, 10 minutes tops and I'm done. I'm done. But, but you know what? If I do that, 
every day this week. I'm going to see if I can do it. I'm going to, I'll report back next Sunday, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll put a little star on my calendar. Maybe we all do it. Maybe we all do it every morning. Just check in and just check in. Yeah. Yeah, let's and do then it. every morning, all three of us, every morning, and everybody else who's listening, every morning, and just check in and say, right. five minutes done, and then we'll be like, yay, yes, let's do it. Okay, five. Yeah, let's do five. five. Yeah, five. 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 So I have, so so I agree with Kim. Um, yeah, three, three, two hours of meditation, I would have to die. You have to sedate me. I mean, oh, yeah. that would require drugs. So exactly. uh, five is kind of doable. Ten would be extravagant. It's a challenge for me. Five is doable. But I really feel like that. I love that idea of your vibe attracts your tribe. And if it's we true. enter the day, strung out and stressed out, then we are going to get nothing back all day, but strung out and stressed out. So hopefully the five minutes of mindfulness, my year, my word for the year of 2023 was presence, not gifts, which are nice, but presence with a CE on the end presence. And I still need to work on how to be present. So I guess my, my, my advice for those listening, um, work on, mindfulness and being present and um, giving out good energy. So you get back good energy. And so we'll work on that. It's a, jo- it's a work in progress. We, we all going to have a better week this week. That's it. That's it. We put the energy out there and we're going to do the work. We're going to do the work. All right, sisters, ladies, gents, boys, girls, people, everyone in between. I want you to know that you're seen, you're appreciated, you're loved. And we'll see you all on Sunday next week. Thank you so and much. And thank you fantastic. for joining. Taryn Dory was my Thank friend. you for joining. Yes, yes. thank you for joining. And um, for the rest of y'all, peace, love, and soul. We'll see y'all next Sunday. Don't forget to tell someone about the podcast. We're going live officially on November 13th. November 13th, we need as many people as possible to. Please, be. actually, we'll talk about that when we get out of this, but just join us and spread the word about it. And if, the, if, it's, if it's good to you in any which way, tell one person. All right, folks, peace, love, and soul. Bye. Another episode in the bags. Yes. This is Dr. Lulu. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Moms for Trans Kids podcast. We hope you learned at least one new thing today that will make you that much more of a badass ally. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and leave an honest review. And oh, tell one person about us. But even if you don't, we love you anyway. So until next time, keep loving and accepting yourself and keep affirming and supporting your queer kiddos. Toodles! Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out our Facebook community with parents just like you who are affirming and loving and supporting each other and holding each other accountable to do right by our kids. It's called Accepting affirming and supporting your LGBTQ plus children. I know it's a mouthful, but go ahead and type it in. If you're a business or an organization, maybe a hospital system that trains residents, or maybe just a doctor's office, my Ally Bridge Connection program was designed just for you to help you create safe spaces for employee parents, because, you know, we got to support the parents and also to help you become allies in white coats for your LGBTQ plus patients. Lastly, connect with us on social media. For me, Dr. Lulu, it will be at Dr. Lulu Talk Radio on IG and YouTube. And on Facebook, I am at Mama Trishan, M-O-M-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-N. But if you go to LinkedIn and type in Dr. Dr. Lulu, my name will pop right up. All right, folks. Until next time, if you'd like to send us a message or maybe you have comments or you want to suggest someone that you think would be a good guest for the show, go to momsfortranskids at gmail.com and leave us an email. All right. Bye.